Well, just when I thought I was going to have a nice big topic of swift justice, like a paladin throwing his hammer, the hammer of wrath, the hammer of judgment, what have you. It turns out that I was actually, well, I wasn't wrong. I guess everybody else was wrong that was on the internet. Actually, hold on. I'm just going to take these off. I don't know why I had my, for some reason I had my headphones on. I actually don't need them right now because I'm not listening to any videos on this podcast. But, and there's no other, if there's a guest, I need to wear them because I need to listen. But, <laughs> but yeah, there's all these rumors about Rachel, Rachel Zegler being fired from Snow White, the remake. And I was a little hesitant to believe it at first because I'm pretty sure the movie's like done. It's like over already. Wrapped up filming and they're doing all that shit. Oh, sorry, I had to fix my pop filter. Um, yeah, so I was like, I'm like, that's hard to believe, but I guess weirder things have happened. They've done recasts of people like late in production, but yeah, I thought she got the boot for real, but turns out it's apparently just it's uh, it's just a rumor, and it's weird because I looked on. If you look on YouTube, it's like there's all this stuff like it's official. Rachel Zegler fired by studios and. Blah, blah, blah. Rachel Zegler fired from upcoming movie. It's like, it's just a bunch of bullshit. It turns out she was not fired. And she made some smarmy tweet about, here, let me look on it. She made like a reference to apples or something. Yeah. Well, as this article says, a clever tweet from her recently began with, fuck off. I hate that on these news sites. They always bring up that stupid ass thing like would you like to subscribe like no i don't want to subscribe to your fucking shitty newspaper but it says yeah a clever tweet oh that's that's uh generous yeah a clever tweet from her began with the rumors are true so maybe people assumed by that that she got fired but it wasn't as fans expected afterwards and yeah literally her stupid tweet says the rumors are true Sad face. I am three apples tall. Which I, I don't is she trying to say she's exceptionally short? I don't I don't get it. I mean the apple I get it's trying to refer to Snow White, I'm assuming, but oh my god, I just saw her I, I'm just looking at her Twitter right now and it says like ne- next next to her name it says she her hers. God fucking hate that so much. And I'm not joking, guys. Like, this is actually true. If I see people, like, if I see they have their pronouns next to their, next to their, like, Twitter bio or anything like that, I'm sorry, guys. I get it. You're trying to be inclusive. You're trying to go with the flow. I get it. It's, it's cool, whatever. But I automatically don't take you as seriously as, like, I just, let's just say there's a wide brush you can paint with. And, you might be mixed into a certain ideology if that's what you're doing. So yeah, it's just, it's just ridiculous. I'm sorry, guys. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome, everybody, back to Not Rich, Just Bored, episode number 90. 
We're at the big 9-0. We're 10 away from the 100. What are we going to do at 100? I still don't know. But we're going to figure out something. I'm, I'm going to have to have some old friends on. That's for sure. Because it's been far too long. But, yeah. Nothing much is new. It's extremely windy here. It's getting cold. It's that time of year. You know, we're just into October. I'm recording this and uploading it on October 5th. So, it's... uh. Yeah, it's getting chilly up here in Canada, but but with October comes a yearly thing that, sorry, I'm going to be a bro jogan here, guys. I'm going to get all into my, you know, hard right, toxic masculinity phase here, but I am, I, I've, I have been inspired the last couple of years from Joe to do Sober October and this year I'm actually going all in on it. I'm I'm going completely sober, which is like the sober part's not hard for me cuz I don't really drink or do anything. I don't, you know, drink or do drugs or anything like that much anyway. So it's really not that hard for me to cut out that stuff, but I am doing something that is rather hard for me and I I am 5 days into it now, guys, and I got to say it's not bad now. It's not bad now. First couple of days were rough, but I cut out caffeine, so I haven't been drinking any coffee, energy drinks, green tea, nothing. Anything with caffeine, I, I pretty much cut it all out of my diet at this point, and, you know, I feel pretty good. I was, oh God, I had such a bad headache on like day two, because anybody who knows me, you know that I'm quite the, quite the coffee connoisseur. I, I love coffee so much. It's it's honestly one of my favorite drinks. I just, there's nothing better than having a nice warm cup of coffee and gaming or whatever you're doing, you know, just chilling, conversing with people. I love a good cup of Joe, but I just, it doesn't really hit me like it used to. And I heard from this one, there was this one, um, he was a scientist. I can't remember his name right now, but he was saying like, if you actually cut, like people don't realize how addicted they are to caffeine. And he was saying, if, if you cut out caffeine for three months, which who knows, I might, I'll do the month for sure, but then maybe I'll go beyond that. Maybe I'll see how long it can last. But, um, he said, yeah, he went three months without any caffeine and then he had one coffee and it was almost like a psychedelic experience, which is kind of wild, but you know what, it would kind of, I think it would make sense to me because you're so used to it. You're so used, to, it's so normal to have a coffee in the morning. For probably 90% of you guys listening too, it's just normal. When you wake up in the morning, you have, a piece, you have a cup of coffee and you go about your day. That's just kind of how it is. But it's, uh, it, it is, you know, what do they call, what do they call it, nootropic? Something like that? I don't know. I'm probably wrong. You guys can fact check me. But it, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that we just do and we don't even think about it. It is a drug that we're taking like every day. It's the most normalized drug in the world. And then, so I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to see. Like I said, I don't know if I'll do, I'll do the month for sure. But if I want to stretch it beyond that, we'll, we'll see how I'm feeling. But I already miss coffee. I just love having a coffee in my hand in the morning. It's so, so nice, but. That's what I'm doing. No drinking. I'm trying to get some more exercise. I, I've been having some back problems. Jesus Christ. I don't know what's going on. 
but it's my lower back and it it feels like there's like there's pressure in my flanks like the left and right flank there's some sort of a pressure buildup or something like it just kind of and it moves around but i think what it is is those back muscles are so fucking tight like they're so fucking tight that they're causing the pain and then they're actually causing it to feel tight down there because they're pulling everything which would make sense because i know that's what that's how the physiotherapist explained it to me when i had my knee problems was that like that muscle that well the tendon it straps over your uh, over your kneecap and it just like if it's not stretched out regularly it gets tight and then that's what causes pain because it's moving stuff around and things aren't tracking properly so it is important so i'm gonna try to be stretching more and exercising more and i've been trying to fast for sober october because i'm trying to i'm basically cutting out unnecessary sugar foods like chocolate bars and you know any cookies stuff like that i i had like a couple timbits the other day i must admit but you know i'm just trying to cut it all out because i i i know it will help my back in the long run this is going to sound bigoted to you guys i'm sorry I I am a fucking massive bigot, but it is healthy to lose weight. It is good to shed the pounds because that weight, like me, I'm a pretty normal looking dude, but my belly is pretty big. Like it's like all my fat goes to my belly, a little bit to my thighs and my ass. Sure. You know, I look good in Lululemons. Just saying. Don't ask how I know that, but, but I. I got a, like, what would you, what you call it? Like a beer gut. Like all my fat goes right there. And it, yeah, I just smacked it. You guys hear that? Yeah, that's a good smack. <laughs> I record shirtless. What can I say? But it's, yeah, all my fat goes in the middle. And just think about it. That's all that extra weight. And it's just, it's sinking forward. It's just pulling on your back. So it's like when a lady's pregnant, what happens? The baby comes out. Like, it's, it's just expanding her belly. And then what happens? She has really bad back pains, especially her lower back. It's because that belly's drooping over, pulling everything forward. So it's the same thing for fat people. It's just, you know, and eventually you can get so fat that everything starts drooping. Like, it's, it's you're sore all the time because everything's pulling. And it's funny. We just started bowling back up. Disc golf. We're still disc golfing a little bit on a side but our league has ended but we're moving into the bowling league now so and i i um we did a round of disc golf casually and then the next day and i was a little sore the next day and then i went bowling and now my my arm is just getting an extra workout right now it's extra sore i'm like jesus i didn't disc golf for a few weeks there since league ended so it's been uh rusty but it was a great round and and bowling i haven't done in years uh, we do the old five pin here. I know you Americans like your 10 pin, but uh, we do the old five pin in most of Canada. Eastern Canada, I think, still has 10 pin. Like I know my cousin played it out in Ontario. Uh, but, yeah, out here we enjoy our five. So we got smaller balls. We don't have the big balls like you Americans. Sorry. But, yeah, it's just good. To, it's good to keep active, and that's part of this whole Sober October thing is just being sober getting cutting the addiction from caffeine for a while that's just an experiment for me hopefully it helps me and then 
yeah, just cutting down on my sugar levels because I was eating, I got way too comfortable there for a while. I was eating way too much fucking sugar. Like, it just got to that bad. I I had I had chocolate completely out of my mind. I didn't even give a shit about it, and I just never had it. And then like it just took one day. I'm like, eh, I haven't had one of these in a while. So I grabbed like a Reese. Uh, I really like the Reese uh, sticks. They're like the wafer Reese. Oh God. Oh, sorry, I, I gotta pause the podcast. I'm gonna come. <laughs> They're so good. But um yeah, I had one and then just ever since that moment, I'm like, God damn it, I fucked up. Now now I want one all the time. So it's okay to have one once in a while, but you just gotta just gotta relax. Just just have one once in a while and leave it at that. You don't need to keep coming back for more. But yeah, I got to the point where I was like getting a cookies or a chocolate bar every day or something like that i'm like you gotta cut that shit out it's not healthy it's not healthy it's not doing you any favors making you a big fat boy but yeah so uh if any of you guys are doing sober october let me know let me know you know it's only been five days in guys you can start now if you want but i'm just uh i'm doing it for the health benefits and i'm hoping to keep keep it going keep an exercise routine going at least uh, into the rest of the year i can't promise i'll be sober the rest of the year because the holidays are coming up and you know with the holidays comes children and with children comes drinking sorry comes stress then comes drinking parents will get that joke 100 <laughs> percent. but yeah yeah it's 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 actually funny so and if we, if you guys, I'm, I'm going to move on from sober October thing. I think you guys get that. But um, the other thing I was going to talk about, which is hilarious, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about, I guess three weeks ago now, I talked about, um, uh, what was it? Unity, the Unity game engine and how they were going to start charging their, <laughs> they're going to start charging per install and all that whole controversy that went on. Well, it turns out, They've backpedaled and everything. I think this is last week or two weeks ago now. It's been a while, but they basically got so much backlash that they that they basically reverted back to normal. They completely reversed everything, and now they're not really doing anything. And I'm like, how brain dead do they gotta be? Like how 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 brain dead do you gotta be to think that it's a good idea to do that to charge people per install of a game? Like that's just lunacy literally makes no sense i don't even get it so they've like since retracted it here i'm actually gonna look it up uh just to see how long ago it was unity unity retracts oh this uh, let's go to the verge oh september 25th yeah this is a while ago like i said it'd be about two weeks ago I just fell off the bandwagon of this. Uh, development tools, major controversy, blah, blah, blah. What? Okay, The Verge hasn't shown anything. Oh, there's a Unity blog here. Let's see. Oh, this might be good for you guys. This is written by Mark Witten from Unity. This is an open uh, open letter to the community from Unity. All in quotes. To our community, I'm Mark Witten, 
and I lead Unity Create, which includes the Unity Engine and editor teams. I want to start with this. I'm sorry. We should have spoken with more of you. <laughs> sorry, I can't even take them seriously. <laughs> we should have spoken with more of you, and we should have incorporated more of your feedback before announcing our new runtime fee policy. Our goal with this policy is to ensure we can continue to support you today and tomorrow and keep deeply investing in our game engine. You are what makes Unity great, and we know we need to listen and work hard to earn your trust. We have heard your concerns, and we are making changes to in the policy we announced to address them. Our Unity personal plan will remain free, and there will be no runtime fee for games built on Unity personal. We will be increasing the cap from 100000 to 200000 and we will remove the requirement to use the made with Unity splash screen. So you can take the splash screen off, which is what a lot of people wanted to do. That's just like an old meme at that and at this point, because back in the day, like like I explained in the last podcast that we talked about Unity, a lot of the early Unity games were just trashware, like abandoned, like bullshit, um, shovelware. You know, it's just asset flips and asset flips, shit, shit, like that's all it was. Very shoddily, cheaply made games. But again, I have a deep love for it because of the some of them were cheap too don't get me wrong but there's a lot of old horror games built on it and some of them were fucking shit but they were just fun and nostalgic because i played a lot of them in my early 20s so for on my old youtube channel so it's i I have a soft spot for unity i'm not gonna lie but this is still stupid shit but yeah so the unity splash screen pretty much got synonymous with crap quality so developers didn't want to include that splash screen whereas the alternate big like we've said before unreal which we'll get to them later on unreal engine you want that splash screen because unreal is synonymous with quality with like the best game engine ever um anyways yeah, the requirement to use a splash screen, no game with less than 1 million in trailing 12-month revenue will be subject to the fee. For those creators on Unity Pro and Unity Enterprise, we are also making changes based on your feedback. The runtime fee policy will only apply beginning with the next LTS version of Unity shipping in 2024 and beyond. Your games that are currently shipped and the projects you are currently working on will not be included unless you choose to upgrade them to this new version of unity. Oh, thank God. Genshin Impact's safe, guys. Don't worry. You can you can put the toaster back. Keep it out of the bath. <laughs> we will make sure that you can stay on the terms applicable from the version of unity editor you are using as long as you keep using that version. Uh yeah, no shit. Like that's what Unreal does. Like Unreal has said in their terms when you accept the terms with the Unity, like say you're using Unreal Unreal Engine 3 or something, the terms, when you use that thing, it you have to accept their agreement. There's terms. Just like when you like when you play an online game, right? You, you have to accept those terms to not harass people. It's shit like that. But, but with unreal when you accept those terms you're accepting the terms for that version that you bought forever that's it it will never change which 
makes fucking sense because that's what you're buying. Where and Unity's saying they're doing that now too, which only makes sense. Why the hell weren't they doing that before? It makes no sense that you're like I bought the original Unity and it's just on my PC and I have like an old Jeff the Killer game that I made on it or something, and it's like I, I'm subject to these new terms from a new version, so I get none of the benefits of this new version, but I have to abide by all your new like your new in the, in this case I have to pay you for installs and shit like. Doesn't it doesn't make any sense? It should always be what you signed at the time is what applies to you. That just just only makes sense. For games that are subject to the runtime fee, we're giving you a choice of either a two point five percent revenue share or the calcul- calculated amount based on the number of new people engaging with your game each month. Both of these numbers are self-reported from data you already have available. You will always be billed the lesser amount. That's nice. We want to continue to build the best engine for creators. We truly love this industry, and you are the reason why. I'd like to invite you to a live fireside chat. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Nobody gives a fuck about that. Thank you for caring as deeply as you do, and thank you for giving us hard feedback. Mark Witten. We are working to localize translate. Oh, that's something else. Yeah, thank you. I love that last line. Thank you for caring as deeply as you do. And thank you for giving us hard feedback. Yeah, right. You were not happy with that feedback. You're probably you're probably putting a toaster in the bathtub as well. You were like the guy from Breaking Bad that locked himself in the bathroom and defibrillated himself. <laughs> but yeah, and to be fair, that that revenue share thing doesn't seem so bad the 2.5 percent revenue share honestly is not too bad because like when i was watching some other guys that i was listening to they were talking about this and they were comparing it to like steam and stuff and it it does blow my mind to this day that steam takes 30 percent of all sales on their platform which is just fucking ridiculous and apple i know the apple app store they also they take an absorbent amount from their from their sales on their app store like apple like a- apple and uh apple the apple store and then steam are both like just cancer when it comes to creators like 30% that's huge for doing nothing and i've talked about that on this podcast before that's a huge chunk of change for essentially hosting people's stuff but having said that it's it is the most convenient platform steam is again it's synonymous with quality and that's where i get my games and people don't and i and i'm in this group i don't want to go and i don't want to download the the um what the hell is it called the what the hell epic game store the epic game store the ubisoft store i don't want to do that i don't want to do all i don't want to have like 600 stores that i gotta open it's like my fucking tv oh am i gonna do netflix or am i gonna do amazon prime or am i gonna do hulu hbo what am i gonna do what am i gonna watch it's like oh now my fucking games are gonna be like that oh i have that one game but what is it is it on the blizzard launcher is it on steam is it on (laughs) <laughs> it's on the epic game stores on the ubisoft store like it's just it's just people want simple they do 
They just do. So, but when it comes to that 2.5, that's honestly not bad. Because I do believe if you use the game engine, obviously they need to make money. They're offering a service. They're offering a game engine. So, I don't know. I think they deserve something, but, you know, that whole install, the whole install thing they're marketing before was just stupid because there's no way that would pan out well. There's just no way they would, because um, people could just create a bot that just installs and uninstalls the game a bajillion times a day, and you would just rack up a million-dollar bill on a developer somebody didn't like. So it's fucking stupid. But speaking of video game industry, uh, just let me type this in here. Uh, I gotta look it up here. Oh, sorry, I can't type. Let me look up the next news story. Uh, I don't know if this is true. Let me look at it here. Well, I know it's true, but I don't know if it's because of Fortnite. <gasps> but, excuse me. Um, this this uh, article is on PC Gamer. This was again last week, but uh, but Epic Games is laying off more than eight hundred people, saying we're we've been spending more way more money than we earn, which to me is just insane because. I don't know if you guys are new to video games or new to video games in the last couple of years, but Epic Games makes a little game called Fortnite. And yeah, Fortnite is basically a money printer for kids and teens. They love that shit. They love that shit. And it just prints money. And so it's pretty fucking stupid when I heard this whole kitten caboodle bullshit about Epic Games laying off like 800 people and then saying we've been spending way more money than we earn. That's just, that's, I can't believe that. There's no way I believe that. And then, yeah, this, this article is by Andy Chalk. It's on PC Gamer. It said the cuts come on the same day that Epic announced a Fortnite V-Bucks price increase. Are you fucking kidding me? That doesn't even fucking make sense to me because th those V-Bucks were already ridiculously expensive. It was like, like one character skin converted to V-Bucks was like 20 bucks for like an epic, you know, like a cool skin, not a fucking shit palette swap skin, like an actual unique skin. It's like 20 bucks. So they're increasing it. Like, I think it was like 150 bucks for like 8,000 back in the day when I pay when I played. And that was like, they, like that's what I mean, Canadian. So Americans for like 100 bucks. But like, it was really freaking stupid. Like, stupid expensive. I couldn't believe how expensive they were. But this uh, article goes on to say, like, Fortnite and Unreal Engine maker Epic Games has confirmed that it is laying off approximately 830 employees, representing roughly 16% of the workforce. Jesus. 
The layoffs were initially reported by Bloomberg, which said employees were informed of the layoffs via an internal memo, followed by an all-hands meeting. Meeting Staff being let go will be given six months of severance pay and health insurance and accelerated stock vesting, whatever that means. Sorry, I'm not a big stock guy. Meaning they'll take ownership of... Oh, <laughs> they explain it right here. Meaning they'll take ownership of shares in the company they've earned through their employment more quickly than normal. That's good, I guess. Uh, the memo sent to employees by Epic CEO Tim Sweeney was later posted on the Epic Games website. For a while now, we've been spending way more money than we earn, investing in the next evolution of Epic and growing Fortnite as a metaverse-inspired ecosystem for creators, Sweeney said. I had long been optimistic that we could power through this transition without layoffs, but in retrospect, I see that this was unrealistic. What the fuck? While Fortnite is starting to grow again, the growth is driven primarily by creator content with significant revenue sharing. And this is no longer margin business that then, then we had when Fortnite Battle Royale took off and began funding our expansion. Success with the creator ecosystem is a great achievement, but it means a major structural change to our economics. Epic folks around the world have been making out ongoing efforts to reduce costs, including moving to net zero hiring and cutting operating spend Operating spend on things. Jesus, this grammar's fucked. They proofread this shit. Operating spend on things like marketing and events, but we still ending ended up the f- the short of financial stab far short of financial stability. Oh my god, we concluded that layoffs are are the only way, and that doing them now and on this scale will stabilize our finances. Hmm. Jesus Christ. Epic is also spinning off some of its business as a as a result of its financial struggles. Bandcamp is going to music marketplace song trader, while most of Super Awesome, including its advertising company, is going independent. Those spin-offs will reduce Epic's employee count by another two fifty. I, I just don't believe this. I just don't believe it. I and I don't care to read the rest of that there. But there is one thing here that's a follow-up. And it says, in, in an FAQ following Sweeney's statement, Epic said there will be no further layoffs on this round of cuts uh, that will financially stabilize the business. And that is, and that is, what? Oh, and that it will continue hiring for critical roles while maintaining the company's size as its current reduced level. The FAQ also touched on the question of Epic's ongoing legal dispute with Apple and Google, which have undoubtedly been extremely expensive. This uh, I this is another thing that's that was actually awesome was them fighting Apple. It's one thing that they Epic Games was doing. It was a good thing. They were fighting Apple and Google to open up the marketplace so everybody you know, so everybody kind of gets their share and it's more fair. But they, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't doubt that that's not expensive for sure. You know, all that court shit's expensive. But still, I these guys got to be making, there's no way they're not making money. There's just no way. And yeah, they're talking about the increase of Robux going from, 
thousand V bucks from seven ninety nine to eight ninety nine. Okay, so it's 13,500 yeah, $13, is what it was. So it's eight, yeah, it's eighty bucks American to ninety. But up here in the Great Way North, guys, that's like one hundred forty. So the the eighty dollar package was like one thirty if we would buy it. Like I ne I never bought the thirteen. I never buy anything. I I just bought like small amounts back when I played back when it first came out. I know I couldn't like I couldn't fucking afford. It's that's a new game. Well, that's over a new game for thirteen thousand five hundred, and that's thirteen thousand five hundred. That's only like five skins. That's like five epic skins. Like that's fucking nothing. It's bullshit. And it ends up here saying the cuts at Epic follow numerous others in the industry. Uh, earlier today, Creative Assembly announced their layoffs may happen following the cancellation of the multiplayer shooter Hyenas. And yesterday, Activision let go a small number of employees from its Hearthstone team. And last week, Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition Studio Beamdog cut 26 employees. EA Take Two CD Projekt Red. Well, I guess their name's just CD Projekt now. It's weird. Meta, Bioware, Firaxis, and Unity have also all imposed significant employee cuts this year. I don't understand. It just, again, obviously I'm not in the industry. I'm not in the video game industry, so I can't really speak. But to me, video games have to be the most profitable thing right now. Like, they have to be. They're just especially when you have something like like Fortnite. Like they're everybody's obsessed. And obviously the obsession's probably going away now. A lot of them are moving to other games. For sure that's going to happen, but still huge. The game is still massive, massive. And people are spending numerous amounts of money on it. So I I just it, it's it's sad to me that a bunch of people are losing their jobs because some assholes want to make more money because I just, I refuse to believe it again. I'm not in the industry, not in the industry, but I really refuse to believe that Epic is not making money. They have to be making money. Even with that lawsuit against Google and Apple, which they are fighting a good fight. It's good. Keep it up brothers. But I refuse to believe that they're fucking poor and they have to let go of people. Like that's just, that's ridiculous to me, but I don't know. Either way, that's really all I had for this week. I let me know in the comments, guys. I want you guys to. I want to know. Are you guys doing sober October? Are you gonna cut the booze with me? Maybe some of you are already sober. Are you gonna cut caffeine? That's a hard one. Try it though. Try it because I'm gonna keep you guys updated when I when I have that first sip of coffee. I'm gonna let you guys know what happens. If I see Jesus, I'll let you know. <laughs> if I see Ganesh, I'll run. It's a little uh, religion joke there, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. But yeah, thank you guys. It's been a good 90s episode. The last episode went crazy. Um, episode episode 89 got, um, like I think, got like 50, 50 views or something. Let me open it up right now. I got like, I came into I'm always surprised because, you know, every week when I do the podcast, I open up the YouTube channel. I check my notifications, check everything once a week. Uh, and, and, you know, I just kind of see how the channel's doing, look at, look at how the videos were doing recently. 
and yeah, it's, it's, I'm always surprised when a when a new podcast just you know, 52 views is fucking it's fuck all in the grand scheme of things, but for our channel, it's huge. That's uh, it's big boomer views. But either way, it's, it's cool. I'm glad you guys. A lot of people at least clicked on that video, and for the ones listening on, we've had a steady on. I can't talk. Apparently, we've had a steady audience on Spotify, which is really cool. I'm glad you guys are on there. Glad you guys are um, answering some of the Q and A's. It's pretty cool. Uh, I encourage you guys to also leave, you know, comments on there. What you thought about the, what you thought about it, what I can do better. Uh, can I be a better speaker? You know, why am I apparently a woman hater? Just kidding. I just hate. Well, I don't hate. I don't hate anybody, but I just think Rachel Zegler's a fucking. I think she's a egotistical piece of shit. We'll put it at that. Either way, I'm rambling on as I do all the time. Thank you guys so much for watching. Appreciate you all. Links to all social media are in the description below. And I'll see you next week. Bye, guys.